Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. This is Hi FM News for Kids. Hi there, Hi Kids. I'm Lara, and here is your news. Today is Friday, the 21st of October, 2022. It's Friday, so it's Rush Competition Day. Listen out for Howard's question after my news and you could win yourself three golden VIP tickets to Rush Trampoline Park. Roblox has announced some exciting updates for the spooky season. These include everything from new skins, in-game items and even new maps. Some features are already available now with others ready for the week before Halloween. Some highlights include Bloxburg getting pumpkins, popcorn and candy floss. Meanwhile, researchers at UC Berkeley's Autolab have developed a new robotic method of folding clothes at record speed called speed folding. Using machine vision and a pair of industrial robot arms, speed folding can fold 30 to 40 clothes per hour, usually finishing each within two minutes. And finally, a swimmer from the UK is hoping to be the first person to swim across the Red Sea, which is a salt water inlet between the continents of Africa and Asia. He's raising awareness about protecting the oceans, especially coral reefs. This is ahead of a big climate change meeting with world leaders. Swimmer Lewis Pugh says he hopes his mission reminds world leaders about the importance of looking after the world's seas. Before we end off today, I have a joke for you. Why can't you tell an egg a joke? It will crack up. <laughs> Shabbat Shalom. I'll be back with you again on Monday morning with more news for kids. This is Lara, over and out. And I want to know from you, superstar, a superstar swimmer, Lewis Apu, is going to be swimming across a sea to raise environmental awareness for the oceans. Which sea will he be swimming across? Call me now on 0101 40 30 20. All adrenaline fans, kids, moms, dads, grands and grandpas, get the rush experience with multiple super trampolines, climbing walls, dodgeball, foam pit, slam dunk and more. The viewing area offers live sport, high-speed Wi-Fi and you can order a bike to eat. Rush, the perfect event venue for parties and team building. Contact us on 021-683-3841. Rush at Greenstone Mall for the best adrenaline rush ever. It is a 7.20. Superstar swimmer Lewis Apu is going to be swimming across a sea to raise environmental awareness for the oceans. Which sea will he be swimming across? A very good morning to you. Who am I speaking to? Ilabugai. Well, good morning, Ilabugai. How are you? Good on you. I am very good. Thank you for asking. So do you know which sea that he will be swimming across? A red sea. You are absolutely right. Well done to you, Eli. That's fantastic. Who are you going to take with you? 
friends. That is a brilliant idea. Well done. You're going to have a tremendous amount of fun. Stay on the line. Harry will get all of your details so we can make sure to get you those tickets. It is 721. Well done to him. And that was courtesy of Rush. It is 721. I'm Howard Feldman. This is your Morning Mayhem. It's 101.9 High FM. Kusile Power Station. Broken. Broken. The whole power station is broken. And we are still told that there is no signs of sabotage. These things just simply happen. Really, Roger, Lily, a very good morning to you. How are you? Roger, a very, oh, uh, apparently, uh, we are having some issues with that line. We're going to be back with uh, Roger Lilly. He's an energy analyst just after this. <laughs> megahertz of life. It is 7.23. I'm Howard Feldman. So, yep, are we meant to believe that the whole of Kusile power station is just broken? Somebody's unplugged it, maybe, by mistake, or everything just seems to be happening at once. Or it is a time that we started facing up to what is really going on. Roger Lilly is an energy analyst. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Yes, good morning, Howard. Thank you for inviting me to your show. I'm very well, thank you. I hope you are too. Well, yes, but a little <laughs> perplexed. Are we really meant to believe, whoops, the whole of Kusile is broken? Somebody's no, unplugged no, no, it. No, no. Uh, no, no, no. Four out of the six units are generating electricity. Right. Um, but not at maximum capacity. We're only getting 70%, I think, efficiency out of it at the present time. Unit number five caught fire. Um, the utility says that it is, they don't suspect foul play, but they haven't said what it is that caused the fire. What they have said is it's going to cost about 150 million rand to fix, and it's going to take 12 months to do so. So we've lost effectively another 800 megawatts of capacity that we would have had for 2024 until 2025 at the earliest. So that's where we are. 
What may have to happen, though, for, for the firemen to put the fire out and for investigations to, to, to take place is parts of Kusili may have to be shut down temporarily. Um, but obviously with the shortage of electricity that Eskom faces, there's no way it can shut the entire power station down for any length of time. Are we very unlucky? (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's what I would call an open industry. (laughs) (laughs) Sneaky, I know. No, but because it just doesn't make sense, does it? I mean, Roger, looking at it from, you know, just really from an uneducated or or not knowledgeable perspective, come on. I mean, how is it possible that in the last couple of months we've just had one little bit of misfortune after another with Eskom? It it just it's 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 starting to to feel a little contrived. Yes, um, you're quite right. Um, One of the journalists from Media Twenty Four by the name of Kyle Cowan Mm -hmm. wrote a book called Sabotage, and I would strongly recommend your readers and yourself read it because it really puts the entire history of all these uh, strange events into perspective nicely um, not everything is sabotage of course not yeah. the way you and I understand sabotage but when you consider uh, the, the, the the looting and when you consider the corruption that too is a form of sabotage right. um, and that really is the point uh, so yes our electricity uh, environment, our electricity system has in fact been sabotaged both financially as well as physically in many respects. So it's quite, it's quite frightening. Um, and it, you know, it proves the point I think I've spoken to you before mm-hmm. about this is that the only way out of this is the private sector. Um, I saw someone wrote an article, I can't remember his name off the top of my head now, but I, I read something just the other day on LinkedIn where someone made a statement that it's time that the government, you know, sort of face the fact that Eskom needs to be sold because it cannot be repaired. It cannot be uh, restored to its former glory under a government control. Mm. Um, so, and I think I think you know there's a point. We're talking about restructuring Eskom into these three sectors, um, and I think the common sense for me is that generation needs to be privatised because the private sector has shown already its its capability of producing reliable electricity on time on budget. And uh, the distribution network, um, that, that's, that's tricky because some municipalities are better at it than others. Mm, mm. Um, but the, the, the only part that Eskom really should hold on to, in my personal opinion, is the transmission network, which is those, those big, you know, big power lines that on, on the big steel pylons that you see crisscrossing across the country. Um, in other words, that's the only leave thing the generation, leave the generation to others, or, or yeah, yeah. And, you know, have some generation capacity, but not all of it. And you, you do the, you handle the distribution. It, what I was chatting to a guy that is involved in a company that is doing private solar installations, and according uh-huh. to them, and I'm not sure if these numbers are accurate or not, they are quite literally doing over uh, over a hundred. In fact, they told me even a higher number, but over a hundred private solar installations across the country each month. Uh, that, to me, I thought is quite interesting because if if a couple of hundred, and this is just one company, but if a couple of hundred homes each month are moving to sustainable power, and yes, obviously it's not perfect and it's not 100% uh, uh, off-grid, but it's going to reduce the demand quite significantly 
from Eskom, are we going to start seeing, uh, even seeing these alternative power supplies coming up uh, just by using all of our homes? In other words, are we getting larger independent producers who are effectively renting our roofs, give us the power that we need and, and supply the rest back? Is this now the, the new alternative business model that actually doesn't require so much regulation? Absolutely. Um, it, it will still require a, a fair amount of regulation. Um, you, you can imagine that there are all sorts of technical reasons for regulating the way in which things are connected into the grid. Um, you don't want something ha- happening in one neighborhood affecting people in another neighborhood because of, of incorrect working procedures. So obviously it, it does have to be regulated very carefully. Um, and and the, the South African uh, Photovoltaic Association mm. Uh, SAPVIA is its name. This, this association runs a training course and uh, uh, technicians and engineers who study that course uh, to, to, to make these installations, as you've just described, uh, receive what is known as a PV green card. Um, and so if any of your listeners are looking to put solar on their roofs, either of their homes or their businesses, they should be best advised to look for an installer who's got PV green card certification because it means that they are compliant not just with standard electrical regulations but in terms of 